0: From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a conversation with composers who write music for video games. I'm Emily Reese. When composer John Robert Matz was a kid, he was into music theater and games. He started playing a game called Monkey Island in the early 90s, and he noticed that the music in the game reacted to his choices as a player a lot like an orchestra responds to the action on the stage in a musical. There's this relationship between what's happening on stage in a musical and what the orchestra is doing. From then on, he was hooked on game music, but that's not all he writes. Stick around to hear music from his suite for concert band called Gods of the North.
1: I did music for pretty much as long as I can remember. I remember singing in church choirs when I was really little. Did band in... I started too early. I should not have been starting, like, playing trumpet just yet. He was like, ah, uh, he's he's too young to be doing this. I said, well, he can already play, you know, make noise on a mouthpiece. So I did that, and it would, you know, the rest is history. How old were you? I, gosh darn it, I don't know. I was like... I want to say like four or five. I don't know. Jeez. The trumpet was like almost as big as you, probably. I was like, well, to be fair, it was, it was a cornet. So, uh, <laughs> so it was a little smaller, but it was a, it was a cornet from 1911 uh, that was, uh, so it was, it, was, it was super heavy. They made them out of different stuff back then.
0: So where do video games fit into all of this? I mean, are you a gamer yourself? Is that how you uh, became inspired to, to try to, to work in
1: the industry? As a kid, uh, we never, my parents would never let us have a video game console. That was a waste of money. We didn't have that kind of money. Uh, but eventually, we had decent computers. And I played computer games because you could justify a computer. It's a thing you could use for schoolwork. But you could also play video games on it. And so I, I, I spent more time than I probably should have playing video games rather than you know, maybe doing homework that I should have been doing.
0: So at what point did you
1: realize, hey, there's music in these games and I could do this? Probably, I mean, I was always aware that there was music, but I never really thought very much of it. Uh, And then I started getting into some of the LucasArts games uh, with their crazy iMuse interactive music system. And at about that time, I was also involved in a lot of musical theater. And to musical theater, you have things like vamps. And where it's a section of music that will repeat and then you'll go on at a queue playing stuff like uh, some of the monkey Island games and some of the uh, TIE fighter, seeing some of that stuff, how that interactive aspect of the music worked like, Oh, something happens an enemy fleet, you know, jumps out of hyperspace and the music changes in a super naturalistic way. That was really impressive. And I knew at the time I'd been building computers pretty much as long as I'd own them so I kind of knew how these things worked I knew this is all midi and how midi worked uh and so I kind of like figure out oh they've just written this it's basically just a little vampire and then it could go from year to year here and then this queue happens and this goes I always thought that was really neat but that always felt very much like programming Until I heard the score for a game called Outcast, which came out like in 1999, score by Lenny Moore, and good God, that score is fantastic. Now he's the Moscow Symphony Orchestra, if I'm not mistaken, to record this thing, and it's it's epic and it's amazing. And I remember at the time, this is when you'd have the score was just. You know, the soundtrack was just the CD for the game. And so I, I found out I could just put the CD in a CD player and listen to this score. And after kind of hearing that, I thought I could kind of do this. i would kind of been dabbling in arranging and composing and kind of hearing this stuff in a video game setting. You know, I would thought about maybe doing film scoring or something like that. Uh, but hearing this stuff in a video game setting made me really uh, realize that this was a thing that, you know, maybe I could do. I don't know. And now you've done
0: several games, and then there's a newer game called Almighty. So tell me, let's start with that, because that's a pretty new one. What's the deal with that game?
1: Oh, My Tree is a, is a weird little thing. Uh, it's, it's this unusual little game uh, that it's basically a block-shifting puzzle game disguised as a uh, game that about traversing environments. And the art style was very painterly, very almost watercolor-esque at times. And the developers are from Indonesia, and uh, they had a very kind of different You know, something of like your anime style, but also it was a very different take on things. And I very much like that. And I tried to kind of embrace that in the soundtrack, uh, in in the score for this thing, and have these sounds that were not traditional uh, Western sounds, but kind of uh, mixed in with some orchestral elements and strings and percussion and stuff like that. And that score, I don't know, that that score is, uh, I'm actually very pleased with how that turned out. So tell me then about Fossil Echo. What's this about? Fossil Echo is about... A boy trying to climb a tower. Kind of unwraps in a very interesting way, and I don't want to spoil anything. It's, it's very mysterious. Nothing is explained in words. There's no text in the game. Uh, there's no spoken dialogue. So, Fossil echo score is is even a little bit more interesting and out there. There's more interesting percussion instruments, marimba um, and kalimba, and uh, some hand drums. I play way too many flutes, recorders, <laughs> and uh, you know tenor recorders and alto recorders and uh and get some very strange sounds out of them, things you wouldn't really normally expect to get out of uh, say, a traditional Western, you know, classical recorder. Occasionally little smatterings of, of weird vocal stuff. So I've got I, I basically do my best counter tenor impression. and pretend or i should say do my best counter tenor pretending to be a boy soprano (laughs) um and uh and that stuff uh you know kind of coming at specific moments with little nods to the player's actions uh as things uh, as the story unravels and you kind of reveal why you are on this quest in the first place I was curious what all you really
0: do play, because, you know, we've established that trumpet and voice. So did you play trumpet for Gunpoint then and the Gunpoint soundtrack?
1: Indeed. Indeed, I did.
0: Yeah. So describe the mood of this game so that, you know, people listening can get an understanding
1: just right off the bat what the what the kind of ambiance is for this game. Two of my friends, Ryan Ike and Francisco Cerda, did uh, most of the the rest of the soundtrack. I contributed the first bit of music you hear in the game, kind of the main theme, and that comes back uh, towards the end as well. And, and the first thing I, um, you know, that I'd seen from the game was just kind of this trench-coated figure, who I find out later is Richard Conway, who is a freelance spy, just standing there in the rain against this really noir-esque uh, cityscape. I wanted to capture the feeling of like uh, nightclub jazz, like drifting out an open door through an alley, you know, at like two thirty in the morning, on like a Friday night or something like that, and everyone's <laughs> just like real relaxed in the club, and just 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 you know, just it's very quiet conversation. There's like ten people there, half the tables are empty. Just this is like the last song of the night, and you just have this. Uh, this moment, maybe our, our hero like, stirs his drink or something like that and and then like uh, Humphrey Bogart monologues over top, I don't know
0: You'll never understand me, but I'll try once and then give it up
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, But that was uh, kind of what I was going for It's a simple tune, you know, nothing uh, nothing too active, uh, but I think it kind of uh, grabs people's attention and kind of sticks with them.
0: And that got nominated for some awards. Now, as you mentioned, it was a team of
1: composers, but I mean, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. We were nominated for a, a BAFTA award in the Best British Game, but we lost to Grand Theft Auto. So, oh well, what can you do? <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but I, I feel like it was pretty good. I mean, to uh, to be kind of in the same in the same ballpark, at least as something like that.
0: Can I ask you about your concert music now? Absolutely. You've written several pieces. Did this start as a lark, or was this something you were always dedicated? You're like, we need concert band music.
1: You know, if you're thinking of uh, of say, Gods of the North, for example, this is a really extensive piece. I mean, four movements. Yeah, that was my sort of attempt at writing something symphonic uh, with band. Always been a huge fan of mythology. Uh, Greek gods, they've been done to a certain degree. Roman gods, well, you could kind of look at Gustav Holst's fantastic work, The Planets, uh, and, and look at that and say, well, they're, they're planets, but they're also the gods. Uh, but Norse gods really haven't been looked at. Uh, and so I kind of chose four of the most iconic uh, and, and did a four movement, you know, almost like a, a symphonic suite, almost like a proper symphony. I've always been a big fan of program music. If you haven't noticed, I always try to tell a story with everything I'm writing, you know. And these are, uh, and these are no exception. I just always love writing to at least the germ of an idea, of uh, the germ of a story, you know, to kind of take and do something.
0: Do you prefer the audience to know that story or do you sometimes just keep it to yourself?
1: I've always strived when I'm writing program music to make sure that if you just had the title, you could be you'd be okay. You'd have an yeah, idea yeah. of what was supposed to happen, which is one of the reasons that like Gods of the North, Odin. Most people know who Odin is. Yeah. You know, thanks to Marvel movies, people know who <laughs> Loki and Thor are. Yeah. Um uh, you know, and so there's a good chance that people will know something about us, even if they never open the program.
0: John, thank you so much for speaking with me today. It was a big, big pleasure to
1: to get to know you better. It was an absolute pleasure to be on. Thank you very much, Emily.
0: Thanks for listening to Top Score from Infinite Guest. You can learn more about composer John Robert Matz and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org. Top Score's production assistant is Pierce Huxtable, and Mark Hintz mixes each show. Top Score is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. You can follow Top Score on Twitter and Facebook at Top Score Podcast. That's Top Score. I'm Emily Reese.